Welcome to the perfume room. I'm coming at you live from my childhood bedroom, the place where this podcast began. And thus, I am recording this opening on my old Yeti mic that I got on a Black Friday sale four years ago when I said, maybe someday I'll start a podcast. So if you hear any weird feedback, that is why hopefully you won't. Do I find myself always apologizing for sound in this podcast? Yes. But you know what you'll never hear me apologizing for? Smell. Which leads me to my scent of the day, which is also my perfume juice because my scent of the day is one of the scents from the new Maison Crevelli discovery kit, which is called Experience Olfactive. And this is also just a weird flex for me to let you know, in case you did not already know, that I did study French à l'école. Donc alors... Let's do scent of the day first because this one came as a shock to me when I looked through all the different fragrances in this kit. This would definitely not have been the one that I would have predicted would have risen to the top, and it did. What it is is Papyrus Moleculaire. The reason I am shooketh that I love this fragrance so much is because if you guys have heard me talk about in past episodes, I am kind of over the sandalwood craze. Not that I can't appreciate a great sandalwood scent, and in fact, there are so many ones that I absolutely adore, but if something reminds me of Santal 33, which once that one became big, we saw it over and over and over again, I'm usually going to avoid it. Weirdly, Papyrus Moleculaire reminds me of Santal 33 and has no notes of sandalwood, or at least listed. Papyrus Moleculaire to me is kind of Santal 33's softer cousin. They do look alike, you know, maybe their their parents are like twins or something, so they have that similar DNA, but Papyrus is looking at Santal, cringing a little bit, and is like, Santal, like, do less. It's almost like if Santal 33 were more papery, I also am a sucker for carrot seeds and fragrance. Immediately, I smelled it in Papyrus Moleculaire, and I was like, hello, old friend. Maybe it's because I'm obsessed with Commodity Auris, and I love the carrot seed note in that. But yeah, I'm just, I'm loving this fragrance, and um, it's a very pleasant surprise. Okay, let's talk about the perfume juice, which is the Discovery Kit itself, which is so fucking cool. Hands down, my favorite Discovery Kit experience that I have ever had. And yes, I did already post a video on TikTok about the Discovery Kit. And yes, I did already make it private because it does not launch on Twisted Lily until November 10th. And I got so excited. I literally posted it right away and then realized I was driving you guys to a link where you couldn't actually purchase it. And also before I get into the Discovery Kit, I want to get into a little disclaimer about how I work with Twisted Lily, which is essentially that they have never paid me for anything. They like my content. They like my honest opinions. And so because of that, I am lucky enough that they will be like, hey, Emma, do you want to try this new launch? Do you want to try this fragrance, this Discovery Kit? And I'm always like, fuck yes. And they know and I know that they are not going to get a post necessarily saying something good or a post at all, and that I will only talk about it if it is something I absolutely love. So yeah, on November 10th, you should absolutely get the Discovery Kit from Twisted Lily. I do have a 10% discount code there. That's why I think you should get it from them, but also get it wherever you get it because it's truly a great Discovery Kit. Anyway, here's why I love it. 
Number one, the blotters are reusable. Okay, first off, I'm already sold because you get blotters, you spray them, they get a little damp, you kind of have to throw them away. And then you have to like, you're on your own for what sort of paper you'll use to spray it again. And oftentimes that means paper you find lying around the house, you know, a little bit of loose leaf, and you're not going to get the same experience spraying perfumes on loose leaf as you would on specific paper made to be blotters. Number two, the blotters are magic. Each blotter has this little like white thing on it where as soon as you spray the corresponding fragrance to the blotter because they're all labeled, a specific pattern and color scheme appears, which is why I'm also obsessed with this because I feel like this is a fragrance kit truly for synesthetes. If you are someone who smells fragrance and hears music or sees pattern or sees color, these are all suggestive of the colors and the patterns that the perfumer saw as they were creating the fragrances. I also think it's a great way to sort of memorize fragrances. For me, if I need to memorize a scent or a note, I try and think about what does it feel like? What does it sound like? And these are all triggers to me that help me sort of mnemonically remember like, oh, okay, that's what an aldehyde smells like. 10 out of 10, very fun. Okay, on to the juice. Am I obsessed with all 10 fragrances in this discovery kit? To be transparent, no. But there are several that I absolutely adore that rose to the top. Let me talk about those ones. We've covered Papyrus Moleculaire. Another one that I loved in this kit, you know I'm gonna talk about it. Iris Melikan. Also, if I'm pronouncing any of these wrong, please DM me. I don't know the exact pronunciation, but I love Iris Melikan because ding, 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 there is a prominent orris note in it. It's a very resiny, vanilla-y orris fragrance, which I don't often get with orris fragrances. Like I'm smelling it on my wrist and now I've had it on for about 20 minutes. I am really getting a resiny, balsamic quality. And I would say that the opening skews more vanilla than dries down very balsamic. Balsamic, that might be the correct pronunciation, but when I say balsamic, I just immediately think of salad. If you love a vanilla amber fragrance, this one is a must. The other one that I absolutely loved that I wasn't expecting was Citrus Barikanga. This is a fragrance that is juicy and tart because of those citrus notes, but it smells, I don't know if you've ever smelled the citron fruit, but there's something a little bit more warm, a little bit more deep about it than your typical, say, lemon. And that's like sort of what I'm getting to this. There's notes of chili pepper, vetiver, rhubarb, bergamot, pomelo, myrrh, and fenugreek. So it really runs the gamut of being aromatic, spicy, juicy, and warm, and citrusy at the same time. I'm really, really enjoying it. It doesn't smell the same, but if you want a good reference point, I would put it in like a similar genre as like Cartier's Est de Soleil or Jo Malone Grapefruit, where it's sort of like citrusy with a lot of depth. And then one that I need to talk about, I need to address because I'm just so puzzled by it. When I smelled it on the blotter, I was like, this might be my new signature scent. I was obsessed with every single thing it was giving me on the blotter. On the skin, it does not translate sadly. And that is Bois de Chai. Again, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, please correct me. This is a fragrance that on the blotter was like warm, but also tart and woody, but also sweet. And it was giving me everything that I wanted in a fragrance. As soon as I put it on my skin, boom, B.O. I got nothing but a straight 
BO smell. I don't remember which episode it was. If you guys do, please tell me. I recently had someone on the pod where they were talking about how they had a fragrance that smelled like true BO to them. And we looked up the notes and they were like lychee and black currant. And I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder what it could be that's giving you that BO vibe. So I looked up this one and it similarly had black currant listed as a note. So I'm wondering if that might be the culprit. Maybe it's the way that it blended with the cedar in this fragrance, but I am just smelling nothing but BO on me. And it's really upsetting me because I, when I tell you that this was my standout fragrance on the blotter to the point that I smelled them all and immediately doused myself in this. And then I was like, ooh, this is a scrubber. It's very upsetting to me. And again, all personal opinion, you might absolutely love that fragrance. It does get compared to Serge Luton's Femininity du Bois, which is another cult classic, absolutely beloved, that I could not get behind on my own skin. So maybe it just has to do with my skin composition. Um, You guys let me know if you experience it, what you think. I'm also excited to announce that Twisted Lily did gift me a full bottle of Maison Crevelli's newest fragrance, Hibiscus Mahajad, and I will be doing a giveaway of that full bottle very soon. Okay, 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 okay. Enough about that. Let's get to the episode. Today we have the amazing candle content creator, expert, and lover, Ashley Hosmer. She answers all of your burning cues. (laughs) I do like what I did there. We discuss the average cost of a high quality candle and what makes a candle high quality. Does the wax in fact matter? Can candles be toxic? Ashley gives the inside perspective on the way dev controversy for those in the candle know. Ashley not only recommends her favorite affordable candles in this episode, she talks about which are overrated and the three that she thinks you can absolutely blind buy because they just smell that good. And did you know that similar to fragrance, candles have their entire own vocabulary and by the end of the episode, you will know what the following sentence means. The vessel is amazing and so is the cold throw. Unfortunately, when push comes to shove, it had a weak throw and there was a lot of tunneling. Like literally what? As Usher once said, let it burn. Ashley, welcome to the perfume room. It is so exciting to have you on the podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I feel like I'm going to be giggling the whole time. Great. Because I'm like nervous. So I like giggle. (laughs) We welcome giggling. So that's really a joy to hear. I always start the pod with the following three questions What are you currently wearing? Do you have a signature scent? And do you have any fragrance? These could be like, it doesn't have to be perfume, like just like a scent, fragrance, candle, hot take in general. So I didn't wear anything because I have so many perfume samples and I thought maybe you would talk about what I have. So I wanted like a clean slate in case you do. Mm -hmm. So I purposely didn't wear anything. But my go-to lately has been Lilabo's Vanille from the City Exclusive for Paris. Mm -hmm. I love that one. Um... Oh, and I feel like this is my time to shine for a hot take. I have candles all around me, so I'm looking for the one. Um, I just did an interview with Girls Night In, mm-hmm. and they asked me for a hot take, and I talked about Sierra Trudon, and they were like, that's a little too niche. Can you talk about something like more people know? But I feel like now's the time to like let it fly with my nicheness. Yes. <laughs> but I really dislike them. Oh. Do you like them? I have never tried that brand. They're very expensive, right? Like they are very expensive. I think they're like one of the first candle makers in the world for like Louis the XIV. What is that? 14 <laughs> Roman numeral. Louis um, Louis the XIV. Louis the XIV. I think that's 14. Um, I think so. They're very old. 
and prestigious, but like we're on video here, so you can see it's just a sticker and it's lifting hmm. and it's like over a hundred dollars. Wow. And they smell like a pretentious stepmom to me. Wow. So I don't like them. Okay. And I feel like that's controversial. That's my hot take. <laughs> okay. That is a great hot take. That's something that comes up a lot in this podcast, which is that price is not always correlated with quality. Totally. I love that that's your hot take. I want to, before we get into this, okay, because as I started learning more about candles, I realized that in the same way that there's all this language around perfume that I learned, like I started watching your videos and your reviews and there's words like vessel and like all these different things. <laughs> Can we cover some basic candle terminology? Yeah. So I, the one that confuses people the most, I would say, is throw. People always ask me if I made that word up on my own. I did not. Cold throw is basically when you smell a candle, that's the cold throw, like what it smells like unlit. And then when you light it, the throw is how well it fills the room. Uh-huh. So it's also kind of like the projection. So if a candle has weak throw, I say PF candles have weak throw. You okay. can barely smell them. Okay. Um, but like a Lilabo kind of like knocks you on your ass with throw. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say ass? You're allowed to say absolutely anything <laughs> you want. <laughs> okay. So like a Lilabo knocks you on your ass with throw, whereas mm-hmm. PF candle, you can barely smell it. So that's throw. Okay. What else? What else is there? Well, like vessel. Vessel is like the container, right? That's the container. Yeah. I'm so Vessel's glad I learned container. that. I keep like showing you things, but this isn't gonna be shown anywhere, right? I, For I everyone like who's listening, like she's like Vanna White, like displaying. Yeah, you're like <laughs> displaying candles um, as you're explaining them. It's honestly very useful. <laughs> I want to know, like, I've seen candles at so many different price ranges, like. What would you say is like an average price for a candle? Like what are, what's the typical amount you're spending? So I have a candle doc where I put all my reviews mm-hmm. and I broke it up into under 30, 30 to 60, and then 60 plus. And most of them fall within that 30 to 60 range. So I'd say mm-hmm. pretty common price point is like 35 to 45. Okay. That feels about right to me for just like a solid candle. I also want to say that I did reference that doc to send my friends like a belated wedding gift. They like eloped and I wasn't invited. So I felt like something <laughs> like in the like 40 to 50 range was like a nice like love you, congrats. But like also I wasn't like at the wedding, so I don't need to like spend more than that, you know. And I got yeah, the one totally. that you you did a video. I think your husband was in it and you t- it was a Palo Santo candle and you said that it was like who you wanted to be. And I have never smelled it, but I just you sold that one. I remember yeah. So what yeah. what is that one? I can't even remember what it was, but I was just like, okay, Ashley recommends it. This is from Norden and it comes in a ceramic yes. vessel which could be repurposed as like you know, a drinking cup or hold your pens, whatever you want to do. So I love Mm -hmm. that it's unique in that way. But it also, it is like the epitome of like cool girl smell to me. And I think it's because I stayed Mm -hmm. at an Airbnb in Portland where the girl, it was like her house that she was renting out as an Airbnb, not just like an Airbnb rental. Um, And I think she burned like Palo Santo sticks every day. So her whole home smelled like that. And her home was so cool. And I just like, I was like, this girl is cool, like effortlessly cool. And that's the scent of like a cool girl. I got stuck in my mind. So yeah, I love this candle. Yeah. 
Did they like it? She said she loved it. Okay. And I also feel like Palo Santo, I fully agree. Like whenever you're just in like a cool boutique or like something like that, like you're in LA, right? Yeah. Are you familiar with different New York City neighborhoods at all? Um, In my mind, yes. In reality, no. <laughs> okay. Well, so I'm also like not familiar with LA neighborhoods, but in my mind, yes. But in reality, no. But I feel <laughs> like... Greenpoint is like the equivalent of like something on the east side, like maybe like a, I don't know, people listen, you guys can like keep me in check if I'm wrong. But like from what I hear, like an Echo Park, Los Feliz, Laurel Camp, like that kind of like cool vibe. And Greenpoint to me smells like Palo Santo. It's bohemian. It's cool. Anyway, so yeah, I've totally referenced your it's candle It's like an dot. airy caftan. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Another thing I want to ask with the vessel is... And this is something that like I have sometimes struggled with, but I actually told my friend that I was interviewing you and was like, what are your candle questions? And she was, she asked a good question, which is like, sometimes you get to the bottom of the vessel. I love saying vessel now that I know that that exists. How do you like <laughs> actually clean out the very bottom of it to like turn it into a cup or a vase? Cause I feel like sometimes it's just like, you still have like that like residue there. So there are a bunch of different ways to do it and some work with some brands and some don't work with others. The easiest mm -hmm. way is to put it in the freezer. And for some, they'll just pop right out. So that wax will pop out. It's super easy, but that wow. doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. So I always start there because if you can do it that way, perfect. If not, I usually boil water and then like put it up to the tippity top, wait for it to cool down and all the wax will like go to the top and then you can pull the wax out. And then usually you just need to use like a butter knife to get the wick off. You were blowing my mind because I would just, I, I, I don't even think I had, I think I would just like stick it in the dishwasher and then like it would still be there. Oh no. That makes a lot of sense. Don't no. do that. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. You got to get the wax out. How did you first get into candles? When did this go from like, I like candles to like, it became like you. <laughs> to like an obsession. Yeah. Um, I don't even really know. I know like when I was younger, my mom and I got some like kits from probably like Michael's or Joanne's or something and like made some candles and I thought that was cool. And then when I started, you know, having my own money as a teenager, I started buying candles from like Target and then I was a copywriter for a beauty company and so we would get more candles and I would have to write about candles and smell more candles. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was... It was New Desk or Overo's New Desk. It's this really nice rose scent. I mm -hmm. smelled this and I lit it and I was like, this is one of my best burns. Like, this is incredible. I became like obsessed. I started calling it like best burn, like measuring other candles against that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking. The male person is here. She's pissed. But <laughs> I think New Desk is like what got me more into candles. I was like, this is so good. I want more good candles. And then I started mm -hmm. comparing it to like my target candles. And I was like, oh yeah, these aren't it. Right. You like have a taste of the good life. And then you're like, I can't, I can't go back. Mm -hmm. What does New Desk smell like? What was the thing that got you hooked? It's rose, but it's like fresh garden rose. Not like a lot of people Ooh. have like a negative connotation, like granny powder rose. It's just like pure rose goodness. I think they describe it as like, rose and like rainwater it's just perfect like the perfect rose scent wow and it has matching wax to the vessel which I love oh oh my god I love that very monochrome very cool yeah it's a French brand Overose Overose cool and so when did you start working with brands and what has that process been 
So during the pandemic, one day I started working from home and I have like a little candle cubby and I'm color coordinated with like my favorite vessels and whatever. And so I like, to, I like to take pictures of that, like put on my Instagram. So people always ask me about candles. So one day I was bored and I went on stories and I was like, these are my top five candles. And I just started talking about them. Mm-hmm. And then people were responding so much that I was like, I'm just going to keep talking about candles. And then because it's me, I was like, I got to level up. So I'm going to create like a scoring system. So I Mm -hmm. did, but then I thought it was like biased. So then I like tweaked it and then people would ask me for like older reviews and I couldn't remember. So then I was like, I'm going to make a Google doc to like record Mm -hmm. all of my reviews. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, some people were messaging me like, oh, I miss your home stuff on like Instagram. So I was like, okay, I need like a separate outlet. So then I went to TikTok and was like, I'll do more of my candle stuff on TikTok. So you were already making like home content then on your Instagram and then the candles were really like a TikTok thing. Yeah, I started talking more about candles on like my stories on Instagram. And then it was just like, I would get mixed reviews. Like some people loved candles and some were like, stick to your home stuff. Okay, we don't like those fans. Who's going to tell, you know, (laughs) nobody puts baby in a corner. Like what? You can do whatever you like. And also clearly you've been blossoming from doing all your candle stuff. So (laughs) F the haters. So you were talking about how you first started getting candles at Target. Are there any brands through this entire candle journey you've been on that are affordable that you're like, you know what? This is $10 or whatever, but it's still amazing. Yes. So East York Street, she makes candles. She used to sell them on Etsy. Now she has her own site. They're smaller. I don't have any on the table, but they're, no one can see this. A couple inches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like little votive type things. <laughs> yeah. But they're solid. Her scents are really good. Um, she creates playlists for all of them. She also has incense cones, which are amazing. And she's just like the nicest person in the whole wide world. And then my mm-hmm. other favorite is Rowan. All of her candles are $28. Oh, good. And what I like about her candles is that there's a scent complexity to all of her candles that you usually can't find in a candle under $30. Usually they're like more basic, like, you know, amber and moss or whatever. But hers are really Mm -hmm. complex and just smell so good. And they're $28, like super solid candle. For people listening, if they're going to blind buy a Rowan candle, what would you recommend? Oh, Hi Nui is my favorite. I freak out when I don't have like a backup of it because it is like mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorite scents. I light it once it turns into like fall. It has balsam fir, fig, sandalwood, and Ooh. amber. It is the coziest. Like mm-hmm. fall is coming scent. I just love it. Um, so I think mm-hmm. I have like three of these right now, which I like feel like I need to have at all times, like a weirdo. Um <laughs> And then for all like my discount stuff, I try to put that in my Google Doc. I don't have one directly with her, but I work with a boutique that started stocking them because I love them so much. So through them, I have a discount, but I have all that in my Google Doc. Okay, great. I'm going to make sure I link your Google Doc in the episode notes so that if you guys are listening and you're inspired to buy candles, you can get all of Ashley's affiliate discount links. Yeah. (laughs) What is a smell that we will never smell in your home. Like a can like a, a note in a candle that just you are always put off by. Anything powdery. Can't stand it. Is there any candle in particular that you are just like, this is the worst candle I ever smelled in my life? Or like the type of scent? 
Okay, there is a brand I really dislike, and I feel like they probably hate me because I just drag them all of the time. <laughs> um, drag them. But that's Shrine Candles. They are very Instagrammable. They are okay. beautiful. The packaging is so good. Um, my husband is, like, tiptoeing out of his office to try and not disturb us. <laughs> I literally live above a highway, and I joke in every episode that you can hear, like, helicopters car accidents, like ambulances, like, you know, life gets in the way. So let yeah, us stop. You can hear everything here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Maddie, go for it. Um, but yeah, Shrine candles are everything I want a candle except for the scents. They smell like car air fresheners. Uh, so like if they have like a leather one, it smells like a, like a leather car air freshener. If they have like a grass mm-hmm. one, it's, it just smells like the worst version of that. And that bummed me out because they were so beautiful. For me, I feel like I, there are so many white floral scents. Now I'm using your lingo that with the cold throw, I love them. I'm like, this is gorgeous and floral and nice. And then I light it and it's like nauseating to me. It's like too heady, you know, like it just like, I don't actually want to be in a room that smells like floral. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but... Even Otherland, which I think is an amazing candle company, I've tried a few of their floral-specific ones, and I can't, I can't light them, but I love the way they smell. Okay, I think you're talking about their garden party collection that came out this yes. year for, like, spring-summer. Okay. I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I thought so many of them were, like, powdery florals and not mm-hmm. what I want. Like, when I want a floral, I like, like, a diptyque floral Diptyque, mm-hmm. when they do a floral or when they do anything really, like they have like hazelnut. It's not just hazelnut. It's like hazelnut tree. It's like the bark. It's like right. every part right. of like a hazelnut. So I mm-hmm. like that. I like when it's like, oh, you can smell like the fig tree, the greenery, tomato and the vine, like when it's like that as a right. single note. But they, all of theirs smelled like powdery florals to me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really love any of them. Unlike there were fall collection, which I'm obsessed with. But I also like fall scents more than summer scents. Can you tell us about that fall collection? Because the idea of a room smelling like fall sounds amazing. Like, what are the scents in it? Is it worth a splurge? And like, what does fall smell like to you? Fall to me is like very earthy, um, a lot of like sandalwood, kind of more like what you would think of like traditional masculine sense, which is what I'm drawn to anyway. But mm-hmm. what I love about their new fall collection is that there are so many surprising scents. And I feel like you probably know this too, or like are familiar, like in perfume, I'm sure now that you are so into perfume and brands are sending you perfumes, like mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of overlap and you're like, right oh, this perfume smells exactly like this one. I can tell they use the same kind of stuff mm-hmm. with candles. And there's so many candle brands and so many new candle brands and so many brands using the same oils. They smell exactly the same. And it's wow. like, it gets kind of boring just mm-hmm. to me. I feel, you know, cause I smell so many. Right. But what I love about the new Otherland collection is they're like totally new. So it mm-hmm. was like, a whole experience for me to smell. Like one of them is Sriracha Rose. And when you smell it, your nose like crunches up and it like tingles. And it's like, oh, this is spicy, but there's rose in here. I've never smelled a candle like that. There's one that's like pretty traditional. It has like, I think it's called Berkshire's Granola or something. And that smells like more traditional fall. But there's also one called like Spice It Up. 
which is one of my favorites. Like they're just all new. I almost cried when I got them. I'm also very emotional, but I was like, this is so exciting because they're all new scents. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I love this new collection from them. It's my favorite one they've ever done. Are you at the point where you're getting like candles every day in the mail? I've stopped replying to a lot of messages, which is probably so rude, but it's, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. Yeah. And sometimes I can just tell it's not going to be for me. I don't know if it's the same with perfumes because you can't really Mm -hmm. tell, but like, I feel like the vessels for candles are a great indication of the care that went into making them except Mm -hmm. with shrine. But I feel like if you have like kind of a janky vessel and the price point is pretty low and it's a new brand, then it's probably going to smell like a lot of other candle brands, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. I feel like it probably sounds so pretentious, but I can just kind of tell when I won't like them. You can kind of gauge by like looking at a brand's social media. Also, I don't know if this exists for perfume, but for fragrance lovers, there's a, a like basically like a crowdsourced encyclopedia, like Wikipedia type thing called Fragrantica. I don't know if you've ever been on it. I love that. I love Fragrantica. And like if a brand reaches out to me that I'm not familiar with, like sometimes I'll go on the database and just like see if they're on there and what people have said about them to try and like gauge like, is this going to be like compatible with my taste? Is there something like that that exists in the candle world or no? Not that I know of, but now I'm like, should I make that? That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's very helpful. It's very good to just like, because sometimes you don't have like 20 minutes to sit through a YouTube video. And so to just like go and like quickly look at how people have like rated a perfume or whatever. Anyway, I digress. What do you do? Okay, so you get candles all the time and you don't, I assume you don't have like a warehouse. Like how do you store these? Do you give them away? Do you gift them? What's, what's your situation like? I am the crazy candle lady. Anytime I have people over, I'm like, you know, Monica and friends, she has her like closet that no one's allowed Mm -hmm. in. That is like any space in my home where I can shove things. That's what I'm doing before people come over. And there are candles everywhere. Like anything that has a drawer or a door, there's candles behind that. Wow. And how is your husband's, like, is he just as into candles too? No, <laughs> he's like, not Stop. at all. <laughs> he, I mean, I think he like appreciates that it's like such a thing for me, but I'm usually like, if there's a candle I'm like trying out and I have it lit, I'll usually be like commenting on it or I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it smells so good in here. Like when I started, like when I lit Oh, I knew again from Rowan when it was like fall, I was like, I just kept being like, oh my God, it smells so good in here. Do you smell that? And he'd be like, no. But then I'll put like, I had a PF candle and I was trying to see if I could smell it anywhere because I just can't really smell their candles. Um, And I put it in our like tiny half bath and I put it in there. And even he was like, I can't smell that candle in the bathroom. And I was like, I know, right? Like it just has no grow. So sometimes he'll like pick up on things, but a lot of times it's just like going right over his head. Interesting. Okay. So this is very much your thing and he's just here for the ride. Yeah, definitely. Today's Perfume 101 is on Headspace technology. It was something that came up in the episode with Anne Gottlieb and I believe in the Serendipity NYC episode, but it is so fascinating to me. So I wanted to just talk about what I know about it a little bit more. 
Okay, the way it works in very layman's terms is that there's essentially a bell jar or some sort of spherical jar that creates an airtight seal around the specific aroma that you are trying to capture and bottles that exact smell, which is so incredible because there are so many things that are naturally occurring in nature that smell different where they occur than when they are extracted or recreated. Think of fresh flowers on the vine versus, you know, cut flowers. The smell is often very different. It's also amazing for things that are too delicate or too specific or too rare to be extracted, or if the smell is just something that is in the air that's just the aroma and is not traced back to a specific plant or thing, it's a great way to bottle and capture that essence. From my understanding, once that aroma is bottled, it goes to a team of chemists who are essentially able to unravel every molecule that created the smell and sort of work backwards to recreate it by picking apart all the different compounds of what it is that's creating it. It enables perfumers to use notes that are either very photorealistic or incredibly conceptual, right? I mean, if you're talking about a fragrance that's inspired by a very specific factory smell, that factory could potentially be a note in the fragrance due to headspace technology. I look forward to the day where I can have a perfumer or chemist on the pod who can really get into the ins and outs of exactly how this process works, but I just love talking about it because I think it is the absolute coolest technology I've ever heard of, and it's kind of like the closest thing that I know of to the idea of smell vision Back to the episode. I was trying to think about before this episode, like what is topical candle news, and I know this isn't completely topical because it happened maybe like a month or a month and a half ago. But do you have any commentary on the whole way? I f- why am I blanking on the uh, the small brand that basically accused Way of ripping Dev. them off? Yes, Dev. Um, did you follow that scandal at all? And if so, thoughts? Okay, so I feel like Way probably hates me now too because they reached out to me. I got an email saying, you know, like candles are coming and I was so excited. They look beautiful. So I like signed up for early access or whatever. The day that they announced candles were coming, someone from their team emailed me and was like, we'd love to give you the candles. I was with a friend. I was like, oh my God, the way noticed me, like they're going to send me candles. Like I was mm-hmm. feeling good. Then like over the next few days, people started sending me the post from Dev. I hadn't heard of that brand before. Like I said, there are just so many candle companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but people started sending me the post that she made. And for anyone listening that doesn't know, Dev's post, her name is Jade, the owner, goes on to detail how She saw somebody place a second order for her business. So any small business sees a second order come in and they're stoked. Like somebody's placing a second order, you know? So she looks to see where it's going and she recognizes the address as like a candle manufacturing address. So basically these candles are being shipped to a place where they make candles. So she Mm -hmm. looks up the person who placed the order and it's like the VP of development, I think, from way. So that is shady. That is like inherently yeah. shady. If I was a small business and I saw that, like my heart would be pounding. I'd be like shaking, like, what do I do? So the owner of Dev canceled the order, reached out, was like, I saw what was going on. If you ever want to collab, let me know. She had also done some collabs with Poosh and mm-hmm. Poosh, you know, is like Kourtney Kardashian. She's friends with Jen Atkin. So she had seen these candles and liked the Dev candles, obviously. Right. So... She actually got on a call with Jen Atkin, was like, 
oh my God, we just love your candle so much. We should totally collab sometime, blah, blah, blah. Nothing came from it. And then Way came out with their candles that look very similar to Dev candles. The fragrance wow. notes are totally different. The burn, okay. totally different. Mm-hmm. Everything is different except for the vessels themselves, which are ceramic. They're even like, I have both of them. They're exactly the same size. It's almost like they took a mold of the Dev one to make theirs. Mm-hmm. So I reviewed the Way one, I reviewed the Dev one, and I talked about the controversy, and everybody started tagging Jen Atkin and Way. and yeah, I'm sure I will never be gifted anything from Way again, but that's okay. So which one did you like better? I like the Dev candles better, they burn better. The Way ones smell like hair care products, which I think is like mm-hmm. what they were going for because people love the way their hair care products smell. But they are more like that floral thing that I'm not really into. So I didn't really Mm -hmm. like the scents. I think the vessels are beautiful. I like the font, which is just like the way font. They look very classy. They're really pretty. Mm -hmm. One is a light pink. One is a light gray. Um, But then I placed it in order with Dev. I actually met her. She lives like blocks away from where I live. So I picked them up from her house. I met her. She's super nice. And, you know, she's a small business owner and like, I think she was nervous because she thought maybe I would like do her dirty in my mm-hmm. review, but I try to be as unbiased as possible when I review things and her candles just burn better. I'm, I bought the fragrances that I am more into anyway. So I liked the scents better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she told me that the ceramic vessels are made by another small business. So basically when you buy from Dev, you're supporting like her small business and the small business that makes her ceramic vessels. So it's just like, yeah, everything is better about the Dove candles. You were talking about how you just like feel like certain brands hate you because like you'll post, you know, your honest opinion, which I also think is what makes, you know, a creator who reviews a a type of product trusted because people know that if you're saying you like something that it's true. But I had like a a Labo controversy a little bit earlier. I know. Yeah. (laughs) But you love Labo, right? (laughs) I do. (laughs) I know it's like a loaded question. I'm like, but you like it, right? Yeah. Okay. I read a birdie article years ago that was like the scent of LA is Santal and I had Mm -hmm. never smelled it. And I was like, what is this? And so I went and I smelled it. I tried to make it my fragrance. It doesn't work with like my body chemistry, Mm -hmm. but I love that scent. And then, you know, my husband and I were getting married five years ago. I wanted to have like a wedding scent so I could like smell it and like you know, be transported back to the wedding day. So yeah. I got a Lilabo and it's just like became such a thing to me where I was like, they're the best. But I also, I don't know a ton of fragrance brands. So what I've been doing lately is buying like sample kits from different brands. But like, I just, I just love Lilabo. I don't know what yeah. it is. They like have Listen, me. Their fragrances are good. I do think a few of their city exclusives are a little overrated just because the city exclusives are so much more expensive than their regular ones. But there are some Lalabo fragrances. I can't quit. What was your wedding scent? It was Nerali, which I actually don't like at all anymore. Oh, wow. I don't know if this is a thing with perfume, but I feel like I will like a perfume until I can't stand it. And then it is like dead to me. And it goes in like waves where it's like a year or so. Like I wore Neurali after we got married for probably like a year. Now if I smell it, I'm like gross. I don't like this at all. Then I tried to make Santal work for me 
And I feel like it never settled right, but I just like love the scent so much. I like wanted it to work for me. Um, and then I got Rose and I loved Rose. That was my scent. These are all a Labo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried that the other day and I was like, Ooh, no, I don't like this at all. So I don't know if I just have like a weird issue or if that's like something that happens, but I also feel like I don't buy too many perfumes because I have that experience. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, should I really invest another couple hundred dollars? And then mm-hmm. I will hate this perfume. So now I've been buying samples and that's kind of been like my thing lately. I'm all, I love a good sample. Like I think I agree. It's like it, perfume is an investment. I think it's hard to get through a full bottle, especially like if you like stuff in the price point, that's like over $200, like committing to a bottle is like a big thing. And I wonder, like, does that ever happen to you with candles as well? Or it's really just perfume? It's more perfume. And I think it's because it's on my skin and I can Mm -hmm. smell it like all day long. And if there's like even a hint of not liking it, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, get this off of me. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's a candle, usually if it's a candle and I don't like something, I'll just like put it in another room. Yeah. But that's very rare. Interesting. I mean, if you want some like recommendations based on like which ones you like, I'm happy to like, so you like sandalwood scents? Is that like the main thing? I really like sandalwood scents. I love a good non-granny rose. Okay. I love vanilla from um, Lilabo, the new matcha one. I like that one too. I don't know if I would like buy it and love it, but I like it. And I got the commodity set. And I like almost all of them. There's mm-hmm. not one where I'm like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. But I really like book and milk from them. Mm-hmm. Those are great ones. Well, it's funny because I posted a video like months ago and it was basically someone asked me what the scent of the edition hotel was. So interestingly enough, I have confirmed since then that it actually is Le Labo Tain Noir 29. But when I posted it, I was just like, mm-hmm. to me, book smells like a bougie hotel lobby. And so I said that like of the perfumes I had, like I thought book was most similar. So it's so interesting to me that you love book because that one has to me like an aroma of like an amazing smelling, like bougie, cool, chic space. And you're all about, you know, scent spaces. So that totally checks out. I think book's awesome. And then I really liked milk too. And I, I immediately loved velvet, but I feel like it didn't settle right on me. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too with, with fragrance that's different than candles is like so much of it is about how it sits on your skin. And what I have found really interesting is there's a lot of people who comment specifically about sandalwood fragrances where they find, like, I almost wonder if it's like the same way that some people like hate the taste of cilantro because of like something genetically. Like 50% of comments whenever I post about anything with a prominent sandalwood note is that it smells like dill, like dill pickles. I don't know if you've ever had any comments on anything. (laughs) People feel that way about Commodity Book. People feel that way about Santal 33. The way that I see dill in the comment section, and I'm just like, this is clearly, first I thought it was just like one rogue commenter, but every like so often I just get these dill comments and it's always about a sandalwood smell. So I'm just like, what is that? That's so interesting. I'm glad that that isn't how I smell sandalwood because sandalwood is such a good scent, I think. That's sad. I know. I don't want to smell like a dill pickle. Yeah. No, me either. Okay. My recommendation for you, (laughs) 
the one that I, I think that you will love, I've talked about this on the pod before, so for everyone listening, sorry, but it's true. It's a great scent. BDK Gris Charnel. It's G-R-I-S Charnel, like C-H-A-R-N-E-L. To me, it's such a great sandalwood. It's like fresh and spicy with like some sweetness to it, but it's not too, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the reason I also love book is like, it's a sandalwood note that doesn't wear too heavy. Like I think the like cedar notes in it kind of like balance it out. Mm. And I just find Gris Charnel to be like one of the most beautifully balanced sandalwood fragrances that I've ever smelled. And I bet you would love it. Okay. You have to DM me. DM me the name because it's already left to my mind. <laughs> okay, I'm going to send you more when we get off this call. I also want to know about what's the difference in a candle base, like between like soy wax versus beeswax versus earwax. Just kidding. I don't know what the other types of waxes are, but like <laughs> what's what's the what's the lowdown there? So it, I think it really just impacts how they burn and like whether they tunnel. And it also... What does tunnel mean? So tunneling is like the worst thing a candle can do. Like a candle has Mm. one job, right? Is like burn evenly and like be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, But tunneling, I don't have any in front of me that have tunneled, but it's basically when you don't let the wax pool evenly to the side of the vessel. Mm -hmm. So if it just, it like basically creates a tunnel and then there's wax around the rim, that's tunneling. Ah. Sometimes that's user error. So I never, ever light a candle within like three hours of going to bed because some candles need like a solid five hours to burn evenly. Oh, interesting. And that also depends on like the wax. So some people will message me and be like, how, like my other land candles tunnel, but you always like give them full points for that. It's because I like really let them burn evenly. Mm -hmm. I never have issues with them tunneling. But if you're going to light a candle for like two hours and expect it not to tunnel, it better either be a very small candle or like, I guess, coconut wax burns the quickest. That's really interesting. And is there a specific way that like, like, do you recommend like just sort of like putting, like killing the oxygen in a candle or like blowing it out? Like when you're done, what do you do? So I, in all my candle reviews, I blow them out because I think the way the smoke billows is really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. people always tell me I'm like doing it wrong and you're not supposed to do that. I think it, with candles that are made with ingredients that aren't clean, when you blow it out, it releases more of that like soot basically. And it can get on your walls and it's like Byredo candles aren't clean and they have like so much soot coming off of them. They can get like all over your walls and shit. Wow. But for like a clean candle, you blow it out. I feel like it's not that big a deal, but some Mm -hmm. people have very strong opinions about it. So you could have like a wick dipper, which basically is like a metal object with like a little hook on the end and you dip the wick in the wax and that will extinguish the wick but when you do that usually like pieces of the wick fall in oh okay so but then you can fish it out I mean everybody has their thing I don't really care if you have like a metal lid you could put that on top that's kind of what I do like I just sort of like smother the flame you blow it out well my cat is asthmatic Mm -hmm. Um, she's sleeping right now and she looks so cute. She's trying to cross me. Oh. My cat is asthmatic. So I try not to like let smoke <laughs> in the, in the apartment. So I'll like blow it out and then cover it like immediately after. I technically think I probably shouldn't like candles, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I love candles. So sorry to my cat. I give her her inhaler twice Maybe you should get into like a diffusers. Yeah, I do have diffuser. Do you, are you into other types of home sense at all? Like, do you have diffusers or anything? 
Yeah, I have diffusers. I just got back into diffusers. I like those a lot. I like I have like reed diffusers. I love incense mm-hmm. cones. Um, I feel like I should mention like I love PF Candle incense cones because I've partnered with them. I really like them as a company. I just think their candles have weak throw, but I like their other products. And they're great for people who are very sensitive to scent, which is probably no one listening to your podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if somebody is sensitive to scent, PF candles are great because the throw is so weak. There you go. You put a positive spin on a on a really bad quality about their candles. They are so not good smell. Like they are so weak throw that it's amazing for people who (laughs) hate a smell. Okay, but really, I've had people message me saying that they don't get candles anymore. Mm because the scent is so overpowering, but they tried PF candle and they love PF candle because it's just enough for them to be able to smell Mm -hmm. it. I'm not super sensitive to Mm -hmm. scent. So it's like, I can't smell it at all. But for people that are very sensitive, it's good for them. For me, it's not good. There's a customer for all merchandise and there's some people who like a a lighter candle. So you were mentioning, I don't know, I don't think this is exactly what you were talking about, but you were talking about like some candles aren't like clean when you blow them out. But I also was just thinking in general about like the clean beauty movement. There's been a lot of talk in the fragrance world about like the different products and ingredients that go into perfumes, safe, blah, blah, blah. Like, should you use synthetics, like transparency and those sort of ingredients? Does that exist in the candle world? And if so... Are there certain ingredients that are toxic that people should be avoiding or like certain brands that are known to have those chemicals? Another loaded question on perfume room. <laughs> I would say to every single person that begs me to review Bath and Body Works candles, this is why I don't review them because they are filled with horrible ingredients, mm. um, which are like parabens and phthalates. I think that's how you say the mm-hmm. word. But basically it's like, you shouldn't be breathing that in. And when you're burning a candle, you are mm-hmm. breathing that in. It's horrible. It's what leaves like dark marks oh, wow. on your wall when you burn them. It's just really bad. But those ingredients help with throw. Mm-hmm. So usually those in those candles, like people love Bath and Body Works candles because you buy like, I don't know how much they are, like $20 mm-hmm. or pretty inexpensive and it's like a three wick candle and you can smell it in your whole house yeah. it's because it's made with these ingredients that are really harmful. So I will not review their candles, mm-hmm. but other brands like Byredo, they're not clean either, mm-hmm. but I, I like low key love their candles because the scents are so good, right. but I feel like most candle brands now are really making an effort to be clean. And like when you, so like, A lot of people who hate on fragrances, for example, and talk about like ingredients, like in the perfume industry, it's super regulated. Like there's all these different checks and balances if you want to get a perfume made for the masses of like, maybe this ingredient in excess is not safe, but the way that it's added into this particular perfume is so regulated that it actually is safe for consumer use. Is there any sort of regulations in the candle community or anything equivalent to that? No. She's shaking her head Absolutely for everyone listening. not. Wow. Um, I feel like <laughs> anybody that can make a candle, I feel like, especially during the pandemic, was like, I'm going to make a candle business and like more power to you. Right. But just because you can make a candle doesn't mean you should, mm-hmm. I will say, which again, is probably like so pretentious and annoying. But these people out here are really making like candles. Like I saw somebody make a TikTok and she bought a candle from like, 
some, I think like a fair or something or like a farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And the person had put pine cones in it and they lit it and it was like a huge fire. And then people were commenting, well, like you shouldn't have burned it. It was like decorative only. And it's like, if it has a wick, you're going to burn it. So I feel like people really don't know what they're doing. And if you put too much fragrance oil, like you could literally have a fire. Mm-hmm. I've seen like videos on TikTok too where like candles are exploding. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I wish there was some kind of regulation because I feel like there are so many candle companies and it's just people that are like, oh, like I ordered some wax and you know, some fragrance oil because it's like very easily accessible. And now I have a candle brand. Yeah. This is not all candle brands, but it's a lot of candle brands. Um, So, yeah, I wish there was some kind of regulation. Well, you mentioned that you first got into candles because you would, like, make them when you were a kid. Is that something that you've dabbled in at all or, like, that you would want to work on in the future? I feel like I've created, like, kind of, like, snobbery around candles because I critique them Mm -hmm. so much, you know, with my reviews and like I have categories where I mark off for the throw and the burn and the wick and the ingredients and I like critique the vessels and it's like if I was to make a candle, it better be perfect. That's like how I feel about it. And I also, I would need to learn everything. I've taken like candle making classes, like my husband and I took our moms to one for Mother's Day a few years ago, but I don't think that's my future. I think partnering with like a candle brand I love mm-hmm. would be cool to do like an exclusive scent or yeah. something and like have them make it and they're like somebody I trust. Mm-hmm. But for me to make my own, I don't know if that's in my future. And do you have a day job or are you like doing influencing and candle stuff and home stuff full time? I'm doing that all full time now. I do like some marketing consulting for some brands. But yeah, it's mostly just like my home stuff. I don't really get paid for my candle stuff. I get paid in candles. So wait, what's your, so I'm a little bit new to all your home stuff. Can you talk about like everything you're doing? I've seen pictures on your Instagram and your home is immaculately decorated. Did you do design stuff and that kind of took off? In our last apartment that we moved into, I started buying from like more makers and just like posting about our home more. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when we moved to where we are now, I got into like more vintage stuff. And like, I feel like my style became more my own Mm -hmm. and my following grew and I like became an affiliate for some brands. And now I do like brand partnerships where they like pay me for content. My husband used to be a video editor. So he's like very into like recording, like shooting, editing. He makes everything look really good. So I feel like him doing that with my like taste for interiors has been a good combo. That's a great match. It's like you got a videographer at home ready to go. I also just want to say on a side note, you have the cutest dog ever and I live for your dog content. She is so cute. She is a terror. I have her in the garage with my husband because like any noise she hears, she's like a little dog that like is like a yappy barker. Yeah. So I don't know if you'll hear that throughout the podcast, but she is so cute. <laughs> okay. I want to know if we walked into your house right now, what would it smell like? Okay. Because I have so many candles out in the open right now, I feel like it would probably smell like some of these fragrance notes in the candles. And because I have my favorites out, they're all kind of mm-hmm. like earthy more masculine kind of sense. So probably that if you walked in on any other day, I'd say you'd probably smell whatever my husband made for dinner the night before, honestly. Like he is 
a an amazing home cook makes all our meals. Mm. So it's probably food scent, wow. which is so crazy because I always have candles going, but I, I think that's probably what it is. Like food scent. Are there any food scented candles that you've gotten into or you leave that to the cooking? I do not like those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My husband is always like, oh, I want a Korean barbecue scented candle. And I'm like, oh, you just want to smell like meat yeah, on a grill. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that would be the best candle. I mean, it's not, it's not wrong. Yeah, I feel like there's a market for that. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah, maybe it's just like men, like just like men who want the smell of like barbecue. I went with my boyfriend. I took him to La Labo, mm-hmm. not the one where I had the bad experience. Actually, a wonderful La Labo where, I, where the guy who helped us was so incredibly kind. We smelled the patchouli one. It smelled like truly a barbecue, and it smelled to me like the meat at the barbecue. Not the fire, not the smoke. Like it literally smelled like grilling meat. So, you know, maybe if your husband's looking for a scent, check out the Lalabo patchouli one because he will smell like the whole last barbecue. Like, but it's also like <laughs> bougie and like Lalabo. So my husband doesn't wear any perfume or any really? cologne or fragrance at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll like no. the barbecue one. It's still Lalabo. So I feel like it's like a good in between of like what he wants and what you want. It's like your refined taste with like a meaty <laughs> barbecue smell. Was there a smell that's really prominent from your childhood, like maybe the smell of your home or your hometown? And where did you grow up? I feel like I grew up in Manhattan Beach, which is like in the South Bay, which is just south of LAX. Mm -hmm. It's all like beach cities there. And I feel like anytime I smell gardenia, Mm -hmm. I think of my stepmom and her home. So that is a, like very reminiscent of my childhood. Like anytime I smell something like that, I'm like, oh, I know this mm-hmm. scent. I know this person. So probably that. Also like beachy scents because I grew up so yeah. close to the beach. That's nice. Do you find like you try and replicate that? No. <laughs> Any scent where I can associate it with a person is an immediate no for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like last year, Lulabo sent me a city exclusive. I forget which one it was now, what it was called. But it was like one of their more popular ones. And I didn't go to the store to smell them because it was like peak pandemic. And I was like, I don't want to go out, you know. Um, So I just blind picked that one because it seemed like one I would like. And as soon as I got it, I was like, this smells like my sister. And then all day long, all it was like my sister was with me. And I was like, I can't do it. So yeah, it's like anytime I really associate a scent with someone else, I'm like, this is taken. I can't, I can't do this. What was the scent that you associated with your sister? I can't remember the name of it now. It was one of the city exclusives. And it's like, I think it's their most popular one. But for the life of me, I can't remember it. Interesting. Okay. TBD. Did you have a perfume you wore as like a teenager or like the first fragrance that like got you into fragrance? Okay, loved all of the Juicy Couture fragrances. Like, was obsessed with all of them. Loved the Abercrombie, like, really intense cologne one. I got that for my boyfriend at the time, and I would, like, hose him down with Mm -hmm. it. Fierce, right? Yes, fierce. It was so fierce. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, Dolce & Gabbana, is it light blue or something like that? I loved that, too. Yeah, those are, I mean, classics. Yeah, The last question before What's That Smell, Ashley, is if people are going to blind buy candles, what are three candles that you stand by if followers and listeners to this episode are going to go order candles? Rowan, Ohai Nui, without a doubt, Mm -hmm. or just 
pick the Rowan that lines up with your scent preferences. I think that they're a really solid brand. And their amber vessels especially, I think, are mm-hmm. good. Otherland, I would pick the one from their fall collection that sounds like one you would like the mm-hmm. most. To me, it's Spice It Up. And I like Sriracha Rose just because it's so unique. But I think I think that's more niche. Mm-hmm. Not as many people would like mm-hmm. it. Oh, and then Nudes Ove Rose, if you like Rose, because that's the one that where like I really got into candles after it. Okay, but also... Mm-hmm. <laughs> This brand Stevie that makes like CBD products has one candle. I bought it because I love the vessel. It has like the figure of like Venus on yeah, it. I love it. And it's massive. It's like the size of my head. Um, so I bought it just on a whim and loved it so much that I asked them if they had an affiliate program and they do. So I also really recommend this one. And you have a code for it. Oh, I do. It's Ashley for $5 off. Okay, wait. And the brand is called Stevie? Yes, Stevie, and their candle is called Venus. Okay, I'm literally going to order And it this. comes with a lighter. It's just, I'm a real sucker for packaging. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Ashley, we have a final segment of the show, and it's Rapid Fire Scent Association. However, because you are so knowledgeable about candles, I wanted to put a fun little twist on it. I'm nervous. I'm going to name different popular candle brands, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. It could literally be like a scent, or it could be like love, hate this, or it could be just like what you associate it with, like summertime, like whatever. There's nothing you could say wrong, but I'm just going to throw out some brands that I can think of, and you tell me the first word that you think of. Are you ready to play What's That Smell Candle Edition? Mm, What's that that candle? candle? (laughs) I'm ready. Okay. What is the smell of... Diptyque. Bays. Like, absolutely. Bays. Bays? Oh, bays, the candle. I thought... Yeah, yeah, Diptyque? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I was like, bays? What's bays? <laughs> and then I realized you were talking about the literal bays candle. Okay, what is the smell of Lalabo? The Santal. Like, that will always be Santal to me. What's the smell of boy smells? Kush. Mrs. Myers. Lemon? That sounds right, yeah. Um... I don't know how to pronounce this. Lafco? Did I say it right? Those laugh, you know, those like big like glass ones. Okay, so funny you say this. This is supposed to be fast. Um, I have one lit right now. I only have one from them and it's the Florida Boz. Mm-hmm. And I got it last year and I couldn't smell it at all. And everyone was like, oh, you, like you got a dud or something because I just couldn't smell it at all. And they're supposed to be really good. I have it lit again right now. I still can't smell it. So I don't really know. I'm not too familiar with them. Interesting. Okay. What about that Capri Volcano candle that was like the blue one at Anthropology back in the day? Immediate headache. Headache. Okay. Immediate. Immediate headache. I can't do it. Um, Nest. I was going to say cheap. You can say it. <laughs> to me, they are like, to me, they're a step above like Target, but that I feel like they're the same quality, mm. which I, they gifted me once and probably never will again. I just think they're like, they want to be, well, they want to be something, but they're not. I can't say I disagree with you. Joe Malone. I, I think they're pretentious in their packaging. They, they look like stepmom vibes to me. I don't know. I know you mean, yeah, there's a stepmom quality to Joe Malone. Okay. We have a few more. Yankee Candle. No. 
Just no. Okay, and the last one, but I already know your answer, Bath and Body Works. No, another no. Hard no. Hard no. No. Okay, and the final <laughs> what's that smell is what is the smell of Ashley Hosmer? Oh, I mean, lately it's been vanilla from Lilabo. I also really like one of their shampoos, which is like very woody Ooh. too. So I feel like it's usually like a, a woody, sandalwoody. Lately, I'm liking more like warm vanilla kind of scents. Mm. It's been such a joy to have you on the podcast, Ashley. I feel like you have just like upped my candle game infinitely. And I now have a running list of like four candles I'm going to order after this call. And um, for people who don't already follow you, where can they do so? I am not unique with my names on social media. So everything is Ashley Hosmer. And then on TikTok, there's just a period between Ashley and Hosmer because somebody else had Ashley Hosmer. Can't be mad at them. You know, there's another Ashley Hosmer out there not making as great content (laughs) as you, but they exist. Okay, Ashley, thank you so much. Everyone go follow Ashley. (laughs) Go order your candles. And I will link um, all of her affiliate codes in the notes of this episode. Thank you. This was so fun. We did it. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon and illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. 